Welcome to Live Daf, your online Daf Yomi Shir. Shalom Aleichem and welcome back to today's Daf Yomi, which is Nadarim Daf Yud. Let's start by the bottom of Tesamad Bay's last two words, Viboyisim. If you will, here comes another terrace. A terrace to what? You see, we had a Mishnah, which gave us that distinction between the Sherim and the Rishoyim. A person who acts in a calculated manner, kosher, righteous, properly behaving person, will keep away from all types of nidarim, promises, vows, artificial, you know, obligations. He'll just follow the standard route of Torah mitzvahs and try to grow accordingly without resorting to shortcuts and short-circuiting the system. Nehemiah tells us there are all kinds of potential pitfalls with nadarim, which you may not keep, may forget about, you might postpone them, might violate, might be over. When it comes to another, for instance, you might become tummy and not be careful. All kinds of issues keep away from these obligations. But a kosher, even a properly behaving person, will do nidavais. And the Ron explains to us the difference is like this. A nidava is an expression of goodwill. Kavanosa Ritsuya. He's donating. He's giving. It comes as an expression of Ahavas Hashem. And he gives it right away. Here, take it. It's not just a sort of a, a theoretical promise for something in the future. I'm going to give. I'm going to donate. No, here he is. He pulls out his, his checkbook right away and gives it. That's a Nadava. So a Nadava is something appropriate. A Nadava is recommended. A nether, not. A personal obligation, not. But an actual donation on the spot, that's okay. Whose shita is this? You see, we had Reb Meir, Reb Yudah, and we found we found it difficult to uh, sort of uh, discern this difference between Nether and Adava in either Shita. So we had one Teretz yesterday. Reb Meir makes that dif- differentiation. And today we're going to say it's Reb Yehudah. It can be going even according to Reb Yehudah. Reb Yehudah told us yesterday that it's okay to promise and donate. But the Gemara today will tell us Provided it's a nidava. Kika Amar Rabbi Yehuda. All that Rabbi Yehuda seems to indicate that promising and donating, meaning obligating oneself, provided he keeps his word, is okay, is recommended. Binidava. Provided it's a nidava. It's a donation. An act of goodwill. Expression of Avas Hashem. Which typically involves immediate forwarding of the funds. But Binidaloy Amar, when it's just a simple personal obligation, that's unrecommended. Asks the Gemara, Vaktani Toiv Mizeu Mizeh Noidur Makain. Rabbi tells us that the best option, the best of all the options, is to promise and pay. Promise? That's another. Tini, let's revise the wording to Noidev Umakain. The best is to donate and fulfill, carry out that commitment. Asks the Gemara, what's the difference? Maish no Noidev Deloy. What's wrong with? Promising to bring a carbon, for instance. Because it could come to pitfall. He might delay the actual implementation of that commitment, which can run him into balta acher. Well, a donation as well has the same risk. 
This animal is an oila. Well, it can take him a year to bring it. Why is it any better? Rabbi Yudu because Rabbi Yudu will follow his opinion stated elsewhere, where he describes a manner which carries no risk of Balta'achar. Da'amar, as he says, The best is for a person to actually bring his animal to the Azara in a state of chulen, non-hegdish, and right there, he applies Kedusha to it. He does semicha and he does shkita. That's it. Immediate implementation. In which case there's no risk of balta acher or any other issues. That's why nedava is the optimal way of committing and bringing karbonis. Okay, teinach nedava the karbonis. That addresses karbonis nedava. He found a method which is foolproof, which avoids any risk of but remember we discussed two types of nadavis which are offered by Kisherim Karbanis and Nadav of Nazirus. Now when it comes to Karbanis, there are two ways of committing personal and item based. Item based, which is Nadava, that's okay, but when it comes to Nazirus, there's only one Nazirus process. How do you have Nedr and Nadava by Nazirus? Rabbi Yudah once again, we find another Rabbi Yudah who describes a Nazirus as an expression of Nidava, an expression of love to Hashem, which is called Nazirus Nidava. The Sanyo. Rabbi Yudah Imer, Chassid, when with the earlier pious individuals, Hayumis Avin Lahavi Karban Chatas, they had a desire to actually bring a Karban Chatas, which they never had the opportunity to bring. Why? Achatos is typically meant to atone for a sin, which never happened to them. Hashem typically wouldn't allow a tzaddik to fall into a chet. And they wanted to bring a chatas. They wanted to be mekayim that mitzvah. So what did they do? There was one chatas which can be brought even without committing an avir. The chatas of Nazirus. So what would they do to trigger a chiyuv chatas upon themselves? They would proceed and commit to becoming a nazar to Hashem. Which would trigger a chiyuv chatas. Here you go. This nazirus is certainly called nazirus nadava. It's not something which is comp- which was uh, you know thrust upon them. It's not something which they resorted to out of fear of Yisurim of Einshim Farveiros. No. It was a total act of goodwill. And that's recommended. And that's what the Mishnah means that the Kisherim will do Nidava of Karban, or as we just learned, Nidava of Naziris. Rabbi Shimon disagrees. He says, you know, Naziris, it's too risky. There are too many potential pitfalls. They didn't do that. Even the Hasidim or Rishonim never resorted to becoming a Nazar. Ella writes a lavi oila. A fellow decides to bring the oila. Misnadev or maybe he donates and brings the oila. He decides to bring a shlamim. Misnadev or maybe he decides to bring a toida together with its four types of breads. Misnadev or maybe. But that's it. Stop right there. Never, never 
would a righteous person just decide to become a Nazar for no good reason? You know why? A Nazar is labeled as a as a sinner. And of course, they would never avail themselves to that label, to that title. The Pasuk says of Nazar, who eventually became Tomei and etc. He has to bring a Kapara on account of the sin that he committed. So you see, becoming a Nazar is not recommended. We're going to see in a minute because he's painting himself, he's refraining from experiences which Hashem provided for him, no wine, etc. It's not the uh, proper way. Amr Abaye says Abaye, in fact, I have a string of three shitas on this track. Nizirus is not recommended. Typically, unless a person is you know, in a desperate situation, he sees he's going to fall through, he needs something extra to lock him up, to uh, you know, secure him spiritually, so he resorts to Nizirus. But typically, a person doesn't resort to this method. It's an extreme method. Omar Abayi, in fact, we have Shimon Atzadik, discussed yesterday, who didn't like the uh, typical Nazar situation. We have Shimon, we just mentioned now. And the third shita, Ravazar Kapar, all three sing the same tune. Kulon, Shita Achasein, they're pretty much on the same track. That what? The Nazar Chayte Havi, Nazar is labeled a Chayte. And the one is meant to keep away from Nazirus. Shimon Atzadik, Rabbi Shimon, those two, Hadamar, we already mentioned them. Rabbi the great uh, Gadol. Where was he mentioned? The Sanya, Lazar Akapa Rabbi Omer. So Rabbi Akapa Rabbi said like this, the Chipper Olav Mashachot Al Nafesh. So once again, the, the Nazar is considered a fellow who is in need of Kapara because of the Chet that he did Al Hanefesh. What sin did this fellow commit? Because he refrained, he pained himself by refraining from wine. It's not the, uh, the way of Hashem. And we can deduce by way of Look at this fellow. It was a limited restriction, just wine. Hashem calls him a dover. Certainly if a person keeps away from all worldly experiences. Allah has come of a come of certainly it's not recommended. It's frowned upon. Mikan we learn from here, call Yesha Bitanis, Nikrochaita, a person who accepts upon himself to fast, he called a chaiti as well. So bottom line, according to these Shitais, in contrast to Rabbi Yehuda who seemed to hold that he uh, at least a chasid can involve himself in these things, but according to the other Shitais, Nazirus is just you know a last resort measure, not something which you typically get involved in. Asks the Gemara. So what's your source? So Nazir became Tomei. He brings Karbanas to atone for his experience. Vadein Kroba, this pasuk that you have quoted, relates to Nazir Tomei because he allowed himself to become Tomei, etc. But a regular Nazir. Who never became Tommy, who accepted Nazirus and saw it through till the end. What's wrong with him? How do you know that he's also a Chaytay? Answers the Gemara, yes, he is. Mishon Deshona Bechetu. A regular Nazir is a Chaytay because of the Tsar that he inflicted upon himself. The Pasuk here, you're right, is a reference to a Nazir Chaytay. 
but here he actually, he actually has a double wrong that he's addressing in fact the Ran says we have a, a drasha, a yitur, an extra lush in the pasuk, the chipper olav, vasher right? That could be referring to the fact that he allowed himself to become tummy. That's one issue, but it was on top of a previous issue. Hashachat ala nefesh. He was a mitzar the nefesh, referring to the tsar that he accepted upon himself, which really applies to any nazir. That's how we know it from. Okay, so we had the uh, distinction between Nether and Nadava pertaining to Karbanites, pertaining to Nazirus, and at least according to some Shittas, uh, a Kasher would uh, involve in, uh, in, in Nadava of Karbanites and Nadava of Nazirus. Continues the Mishnah. So we have pretty much concluded the Sugya of Yodis, the partial, you know, Nether commitment expression. Here we go to, uh, we're going to proceed to discuss Kinuyim as well. Kinuyim are those. You know, a slang, um, sort of corrupted lashing, which can also be implemented, which also, which also can be used to implement Nazirus and Nadarim and Shvois and Haramim. So here come several examples of Kinuyim. So he says, look, Kainam, instead of saying, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to have this bread considered like a carbon to me, which would obligate my refraining from it. Instead of carbon, he says koinam. Sort of a slangy way of saying it. Koinam or koinach or koinas. Hari elu kinuin le carbon. We treat them as sort of a corrupted word, carbon word. And it triggers a nether. It's tantamount to carbon. When it comes to cheirem, which is another form of iser expression. So if he says cheirek or cheirech or cheiref, here as well, Harielu, Kinuin Lecherem, we treat him as though he said the word Cherem and the item is Asr. Likewise, when it comes to Nazir, instead he says Nazir, go Nazir, Hapaziach, Harielu Kinuin Lenazirus, and same when it comes to Shvua. Instead he says Shvusa or Shkuka. Noider Bemoyi, and the Ran and the Gemara will explain for us. This fellow said, I'm committing myself in a Shvua. Of Moshe Rabbeinu. So Moshe is like short form for Moshe. Somehow. And we know that Moshe Rabbeinu committed by way of an oath of a Shvua to his father-in-law Yisroel. I'm not going to leave your area without your permission. So this fellow is sort of applying that Shvua to himself. He's making reference to Shvua's Moshe. Hare'el kinui in the Shvua. These constitute a kinui and trigger a Shvua. Itmar says the Gemara, how do we get to the concept of Kinuyim? What are these things? Kinuyim, Rabbi Yechon Omar, Lashon Umoyseim. These represent foreign languages. And the Ran on Beza Medalf explained for us, according to one way, the Gemara is meant to be explained like this. You see, he had a kasha. He says, why doesn't just, the mission just say, you know, you can use any language? And actually, it's pretty self evident that a nether can be expressed using any language French Spanish what difference does it make there's no din do you need ruach do you need lashon HaKodesh that was his question. and he answered the name of Rav Yehuda Bar Chizdoi Zichrani Levracha he says the point here is sure a foreign language works 100% what's unique about these words in the Mishnah Kainam Kainach is that they are they are really meant to be lashon Kodesh 
So some Maltir, some Goyim, he says, they they just uh, slang it away. They use the Lashon Kodesh in a slangy form. Right? So, um, that's the Chiddush. He took a word, he sort of corrupted it. It still works, even though it's not the actual word. It's just sort of a slangy way of saying it. So that's Shittas Rabbi Yechon. Rabbi Yechon Omar, Lashon Umar, same language of the, of the nations. The way they speak. So the mission is sort of like a, a listing of the uh, prevalent words known in those days. Of course, you know, it all depends on the uh, day and age that you live in. Rav Shem Lakish Amar no. These words were coined specifically for the purpose of Nidar. Washen Shibadu. Badu means expressed, coined, originated, created. Chacham specifically coined these terms for the sake of nether use. Badu means to express, to invent. As you find in the Pasuk, which he invented, which he expressed, which he coined. Okay. What's the point of this? Why would they invent new words? The time of my Why in the world would they do this? The answer is to avoid expressing Hashem's name in vain. How's that? The Leilema Karban. We don't want this fellow to say Karban. What's wrong? The Leilema Karban, say Karban. If you want to make something usher like a Karban, say Karban. Dilma Amar, Karban Hashem. Because if one says Karban, it can very easily lead to saying Karban Hashem because it just goes together. As the Pasuk always says, Karban Hashem. And the Tesis adds, the same with the other expressions of Cherem. We find Cherem Hashem. We find Nazar, Lazar Hashem. We find Shvuah. So this concern applies to all four expressions. Nedr, Cherem, Shvua, Nazar. Says the Gemara, Velema Karban Lashem. But what's wrong with saying Karban Lashem? He's, uh, he's using it in a constructive, useful manner. It's not just, you know, in vain. Because next time you might start with Hashem, stop right there, get a phone call in the middle, and forget where he's holding and not say Karban. Which leads them to express Hashem's name in vain. So avoid carbon altogether, which can lead to Hashem, which can lead to Hashem without carbon. Just say kainam, kainach, kainam, cherif, cherif, and you're okay, you're safe. As we find that it's so important to take extra precaution to avoid shem shemayim vatolo. Vatani of shimon oimer menayim. How do we know that a person is meant to avoid starting with the word Hashem? Even though he's been Makadish, an oila mincha toida shlam tamalayma. Look at the pasuk, karban Hashem. Right. So when you magdish something, you say karban Hashem, but not Hashem karban because who knows something might happen, you might get distracted. In which case, he'll stop and not conclude his sentence. So better say karban and then Hashem till you're safe. The Kabbalah says the Gemara. And by way of a Kabbalah we see how careful one must be. And that led the Chachamim to take extra precaution. At least when it comes to to Nadarim and these things where you don't have to really say the word Karban. Just avoid it altogether. Look at this fellow who's taking a Karban, a real Karban, a Magdash Lashem. He's really trying to Invoke Hashem's name and apply it to the carbon, make it hegdish. Omra Torah, still the Torah says, be careful. Take extra precaution. Carbon Hashem. 
Do it in that order. Of course, Lavatola, to take precaution to avoid saying Hashem's name Lavatola. Without any constructive purpose, of course you have to take extra precaution. Allah has come come, of course, and therefore Chachamim invented these terms, Koinam, Koinach, Koinas, to keep you far away from this whole issue. So, according to Rabbi Yechanan, these Lashanis reflect Lashan Umais, languages which were prevalent and used in those days, whereas according to Rishlakish, they were invented by the Chachamim specifically for this purpose. Leimu Gitanai, perhaps. This is Tolu in a Machlekes between Besham and Besil. What exactly is the origin of, of Kinuyin? Besham Eirim Kinuyin Kinuyin Asur. So in the Mishnah we have the, you know, the first level Kinuyin. Then on top of that there are Kinuyin Kinuyin. So you take this sort of corrupted word and you slang it even further. So second level Kinuyin. Is that also an Adur? Yes, Asurin. O Besil, no, that's too far. Kinuyin Kinuyin Mutarin. The original kinoi, okay, that works. But a double kinoi, that's not a nether. What's the machlek is based on? My love, perhaps we'll say, man, da'amar kinoi, kinoi nasurin, according to base shamai, that even a double kinoi constitutes a loshen nether, kasavar, kinoi loshen umoisei. According to base shamai, kinoi in our, you know, languages, reflect, you know, prevalent modes of expression, and just as the Kinuyin happened to be modes of expression, the uh, stage 2 Kinuyin was also considered something commonly used and has a din of a word. And therefore triggers another. Ulamadam or Mitarim, as opposed to Basilal, who did not consider Kinuyin Kinuyin on the same level, they hold. Kinuyin were invented by the Chachamim for the nether purpose. So they invented these words. That's it. No further than that. You can't just twist them out of, out of, you know, out of shape. So if it's a question of prevalence, mode of expression, so it's all about what's going on. If kinui, kinui not being used today, okay, that's in. So that, uh, that has meaning. But if it's the Lashon Chachamim, they coined, you know, these specific terms. These phrases can trigger Nadar. They weren't really words used by the common folk. Rather, they were invented by the Chachamim. And somehow they carry weight, they have value, we, we consider them like, like a Lashem, like a language, Chacham have a Kayach to do that, but you can't twist that word out of shape, so it would seem that Beisham and Besil are pretty much matching Rabbi Yechon and Lakish, is it Lashen Umos or Lashen Chacham? La, he says the Gemara, Dukuli Yama Kinuyin, Lashen Umos, and perhaps all agree, Kinuyin reflect commonly spoken words, Ubeisham Sabri Bahani Nami Mishtoy Umos, now apparently these kinuyin, kinuyin were used by some people. Meshami hold well, that's enough. The Umay spoke these words. They have meaning, they have value, and they trigger Nadarim. Even though they're you know secondary slang words. Same thing as the original slang. Or basically, no. It's not so prevalent, it's not so pervasive, it doesn't have the same value. Bahani lo mishtoy umois, not enough people speak in this manner, it doesn't carry any weight, it doesn't trigger any nether. We buy the same another way to learn. Perhaps all agree that Kinuyin are rooted in Lashan Umais. Bishamay Sabri Gazrinam Kinuyin Kinuyin Mishum Kinuyin. Bishamay say, you're right. These Kinuyin Kinuyin are just used by you know, a few people. It doesn't really uh, constitute a language or a mode of expression. But there's a Xera. If you allow those, you're going to allow the original Kinuyin. Therefore, everything is us. Awesome. Bishamay Sabri, no, people will note the difference. 
There's no need to make a gzera kinuyin kinuyin on account of mishum the original kinuyin. Hayechidami kinuyin kinuyin. Okay, so uh, you got me curious. What are these kinuyin kinuyin? Dinadarim by nether. How do you have kinuyin kinuyin? Give me some examples. So the original is the carbon. The kinuy is kainam, or kainach, or kainas. And the kinuy kinuyin are even twisted further. Tana of Yosef. So instead of kainam, maknamno. Instead of kainach, maknachno. Instead of kainas, maknasno. So we have three kinuy kinuyin pertaining to nadarim. These are sort of corrupted, uh, you know, carbon words. What about Cherem? How do you have a twisted Cherem? Tani Mafsho, that was his name. He gave us three examples. Instead of Cherek, it's Cherakim. Instead of Cherek, it's Cherachim. Instead of Cherev, it's Cherafim. What about by Nazar? Kinui, the Kinui, the Kinui, the Zerus. Tan Rav Yosef, Machsakno, Manzachno, Mafichno. Iboilu, here comes a question. Mivzach, Chazno, Mai, what is that? Mizchazno, Mai. Do you treat that as Kinui, Kinui as well or not? Mizazno, Mai. Omel Ravina Ravashi. I have another question. Kinma, my. What if he said, you know, this loaf of bread is kinma? Two ways to learn it. Kainam kama. Is it a, a word, version of the word kainam? It's a kinui. Or perhaps uh, kinma is an incense. It's the part of the basamim. In which case, uh, it has no, uh, you know, halachic value in terms of nadarim. Another question. Kina, my. What about the word kina? Kina shatan negolim ka'amar. Is he simply referring to a chicken coop? Ha'idilma lashon dekainim, or is it lashon of kainim, which has nether value? Tibai, we leave it as a question. Okay, so we discussed a double kina of carbon, of cherem, of cheref, of sorry, of nazirus. What about kinuye kinuyin de shvua? Hey, chidami, give me some examples of that. Shvuel, shvusiel, shkukoel. Asks the Gemara, shvuel? That has nothing to do with the. Shvua, that's the name of a person. Shvua ben Gershom Mashma. Shvua, the son of Gershom. Elo Shvuvoel. We switch it to Shvuvoel. Shvusiel Shkukoel. Mau. Sorry, Elo Shvuvoel. Okay, that's the Kinui Kinui. Asks the Gemara, what about Shvusiel? What about Shkukoel? Is that also included? Mau. So uh, we're not sure about these. And some actually take out the word mahu, which would seem that these are considered like kinuy uh, kinuy. Okay, I'm not sure how to learn this line of the Gemara. Continues the Gemara, Amar Shmo. Amar Ashivsa. Sorry, sorry, uh, it's very good. El we switch it to Shvuel. Instead of Shvuel, Shvuel. And then we have Shvusiel, Shkukael, right? These are the three kinuy kinuy that we just mentioned a minute ago. Great, okay. Amar Shmuel, but Amar Ashivsa, this fellow says Ashivsa instead of Shvua, that doesn't really, really, really resemble the Lashon Shvua, Lamar Klum, it's meaningless. Same thing with Ashkiko. Lamar Klum, it means nothing. Karincha, again, Lamar Klum. What are the final expression in the Mishnah? Another Bemuhi Hara'ilu Kinuin. Explains the Gemara exactly how this works. Tanya. Rabban Shimon, Magamalilu Imer. Just saying Bemuhi doesn't mean anything. However, b'moyi loymer klum doesn't mean anything. Rather, you have to add b'mumsa. You see, mumsa in Aramaic means shvua. In fact, in the targum, you'll see in the Torah when we have shvua, the targum says mumsa. So he has to say like this. Let's say there's a loaf of bread there. He says b'mumsa. Um, he says mumsa b'mumsa de amar moyi. 
So he's saying, I want to implement the Shvua of Moshe Rabbeinu. So he's using Moshe Rabbeinu's Shvua as sort of a precedent. And he's tapping into that. So this bread should be ushered to me, Bimumsa, using the, the uh, same power of the Shvua, the Amar Mai, which was uttered by Moshe Rabbeinu. Harelu, can you in the Shvua? That's called Kinu the Shvua. It would appear that this is not really a, it's not better than a kinyan, meaning perhaps it's a yad, because he's almost saying it out. But the fact that he refers to Meshra Benu, it's a little bit, you know, of an unclear expression, especially because he says Meshra instead of Meshra. So that's called a, uh, uh, it works as a shvur, but by by way of kinyan. Okay. So we learned about the difference between Nether and Adava, whether Karbonis or Naziris. The example of a dove of carbon would, bring, would mean to be magdish the carbon in a manner which carries at least possible you know, risk of uh, violation, i.e. do it in the, uh, near the Azara, on the spot. We have an dove of Naziris, which is brought about by a fellow who really wants to do it for good reasons. We discuss kinuyin, right? these uh, twisted words, whether it's for carbon, whether it's uh, twisted cherem, nazir or shvua. Rabbi Yechon says, these are Lashen Umais. Rish Lakish says, Lashen Shabadu Chachamim. What's the point? To avoid uh, you know, getting involved in the word carbon, which can lead to Hashem, which can lead to Shem Shemayim Vatala. Regarding Kinui Kinui, the double Kinui, Hashem may say, Asr, but still say, Mutu. We have several ways to explain. Uh, then we explain the, uh, the last halacha, which was the Kinui relating to the Shvuas Moishu Rabbeinu. Be well and much atzlacha to you.